It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. It's time for your part-time comedian, part-time lover. I don't know. I just playing some Stevie Wonder in the background today. Why not? He's a talented guy. He's still alive, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Still alive. Kicking. Good. Still alive. Excited about that. Uh, it's Joke Workshop. It's just uh, me, Rachel, and Pancake hanging out. Uh, and then, I don't know. Other people didn't come today, so that's cool. I mean, whatevs. <laughs> we don't have to be here. It's okay. We can go somewhere else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, new jokes, old jokes, 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 stuff and stuff. Good times. We can uh, comment or not comment. We can do jokes or not do jokes. I mean, whatever. Let's do you want to even be here today? Uh, you okay? I didn't even want to even be here today. Let's do commentary on real comics. What? Oh, gross. Who are real comics? Uh, Dennis Leary. Oh, he's a joke thief. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Mencia. Also joke thief. Um, can't think of any other famous ones. Yeah, I mean, that was what a communist folding chair used to be with Zach Wiseman. He used to make people sit here and watch videos of themselves, and they'd rip each other apart, and then videos of famous comedians, and he called it communist folding chair. If you're listening to this, call in. If uh, anybody knows the whereabouts of Zach Wiseman, please call in 415-550-0511. I, I uh, miss the motherfucker, and I'd like to know if he's still alive or not. People keep asking me if I know where he is because, you know, we were pretty darn good friends. Same thing happens with me and Diamond Dave with the Ramos. Everybody's asking you, like, where's asking Diamond Dave? Where's, where's Diamond Dave? I, know? I don't know. Just because we both have shows at the same station. <laughs> People come in here all the time, too, being like, they call, where's Diamond Dave? And then it was really funny. One time they're like, D- he owns the station, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, actually. He's never paid for anything in his life. <laughs> I own the station. That was the biggest fight he and I ever had wow. was about me asking. for Because every Friday he'd be like, my sh- our show's butted up against next, e- next to each other. And every time he'd come in and he'd want me to compliment him on what a great show he had. And he'd be like, wasn't that a great show? Wasn't that great? We had all these people coming through. And I'd look at, I'd shake the bucket and be like, and they all used toilet paper and none of them even gave me a quarter. Oh. Like, I'd be like, you bring in all these people and they bring in no money. He's like, we don't need money. I'm like, yes, we do. I have to pay the rent. He just never understood. And it was just <laughs> this thing between old hippie and hippie communist. I mean, I'm, I'm still a cap. I have to be a capitalist because I have to pay the rent. And that was the fight. We got in that fight more than any other fight was like, He'd be like, but I'm doing all of this. And I'd like, you bring in no money. But I'm doing, I'm like, I don't care. You're not bringing in any money. You think you're doing great stuff. You're not. If you don't bring in money, I don't give a fuck. Oh. And he'd be like, you're a capitalist, little pig, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I have to pay the rent. I know that you don't understand that concept, bro. But everything isn't free. Always free is on uh, Tuesdays <laughs> from 4 to 6. Yeah, and actually, always free. Always you know? free. Great segue. Always, always free. But also, (laughs) everything is free. You can download things for free, and I just don't even know how to monetize that, so whatever. But you can download things for free at mutinyradio.fm, get a bunch of cool podcasts, and then donate to the GoFundMe if you want us to be alive after October 1st, or give some money to that Venmo, at Mutiny Radio, all one word, lowercase. Yay. I'm still looking for that post. Oh, right. About the... Jen Garcia suggested making a real bacon a Bay Area Comedy Outdoor Network, which is a hundred percent on point. Because and I'm trying to find it. 
We've got a bunch of different it. people doing it. She might have deleted it because it was too hot. Too hot to handle. Things are getting too hot. Bacon. I'm just, I've never posted anything on bacon. We've been having outdoor shows here since the end of April. Uh, everyone's been socially distanced. No one's gotten sick. It's been amazing. But I haven't promoted even a single one anywhere, really. They just sort of happen and people show up to them, which is exciting. Seven o'clock on Fridays. Don't gather, but distance, whatever that means. Uh, or listen. You can listen to the podcast as well. We've had some really great shows. Last week was really fun. But uh, I'm not, I, I'm, I haven't gotten any heat on bacon, and I feel really good about that. So because you're smart enough not to post about it. Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't want the heat, baby. So there is an Alameda mic tonight, outdoors, 6.30. Oh, I was just looking my God mic. willing that there's no rain? Well, if there's rain, like, whatever, if there's an umbrella. I mean, I guess everybody hides from the rain. That makes sense. Uh, they don't have covered bleachers there at the, I mean, right. they're rich, but not that rich. I guess they already made the Bay Area Comedy Outdoor Network. They did? Yeah. Is it? Pancake just invited Christopher John's thing. He asked for everybody for a dollar. Uh, <laughs> he asked everyone for a dollar a month to do something like that or something. And I was like, you can ask for a dollar. Okay. Um, but so there is a barrier comedy outdoor network. Yeah. Wow. I just made it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm going to steal that their. That explains uh, why there's only three. People. Hey. Well, we can always blame it there on Jen can. if it goes sour. Be like, that was all her idea. No, we but we blame it on Jen if it goes well. <laughs> Come yeah. on, yeah, there we go. Joking. <laughs> Jen's awesome. She's yeah, she's, she's a She was trying to start this church of comedy before COVID happened and kind of knocked it out of the water. Mm. She was like trying to start this thing like a church group, but it wasn't church, but it was like the church of comedy. I don't know. We talked about it on a some call me Tim. It was neat. I thought it was really interesting. I don't want to name names, you know, but when I went to Oakland Unicorn, the day it was like shut down or whatever, mm. there was this uh, a ba- a bacon member, a heavy hitter, I would a say, a heavy hitter that uh, is against outdoor mics, standing right next to our beloved Josh, who's always been fighting for her right to play in parks. And I just, the irony was just too much. Like, okay, so an outdoor show, fine. But, like. Right. Outdoor show, fine. Outdoor mic, no good. Yeah. Really? Like, if you're, it's in a park, you're going to kill people. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know if they realize that the same people that go to the lake are going to be at <laughs> the unicorn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I don't know. All the irony. Uh, they, they don't specifically know that. It's don't ask, don't tell kind of status there. Uh, have you met anyone who's had COVID in the last two weeks? Only 68 people have died in San Francisco. 68? In the last four months? In all yeah. of, yes, San uh, Francisco. I, mean, I looked it up. Why would I be, now like why that. would I be tracking those numbers? Such low numbers, just proving that San Francisco, I guess everybody did what they were supposed to do. And so everyone stayed inside and only 68 people have died. Yippee for us. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's more people that have contracted COVID, but as far as deaths go. As far as deaths low. go. I'm, I'm like, that's what it looked, that's what it was last time I looked it up. I want to look it up again and see what we're up to. I'm sure it's not changed much. Um, no dead air, Pancake. Okay. Confirm. So. Oh, all right. We're up to 70 deaths. Now. 70. 70 deaths. 70 deaths. Seven, uh, you know, San Francisco City. The county. Cases. 
San Francisco County, which is San Francisco City. San Francisco. It yeah. like goes up to the bridge. And Los Angeles, which is way more populated and bigger, Over a thousand has five thousand two hundred and fifty four. Yes. Deaths. Yeah, in California, even the numbers are, are are pretty high. But San Francisco. Yeah, California has eleven thousand two hundred and seventy four deaths total. And San Francisco only bad. seventy seventy that's deaths in bad. San Francisco. How did we do it, folks? Was it a systematic ploy against my pussy? Is that what it was all about? <laughs> everybody, everybody, be safe, <laughs> so the fam can't get laid. That's <laughs> seventy people have died. That's it. I have a little bet with a friend for those who don't listen to Mutant Radio. <laughs> That's a, a thousand people have to die. It's macabre. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I get it. It's not going to happen. That's rather macabre. Well, you know, I'm a selfish narcissist, so. <laughs> You're getting, it's a bet? It was, it, well, it wasn't a, it was a bet. It was a bet. A it bet. wasn't, it was, it, yeah. High stakes. It was more like just a statement. Mm. You know, there's always a chance of catching something, mm. one way or another. Catching something. I'm not. I haven't caught anything. There's I, actually three ways. The Honestly, only thing I could possibly catch, and then I caught this weekend, was the whiskey flu, and that <laughs> is a horrible thing to catch. And it's so crazy because it's like you give it to yourself, you know, like when you contract. I poisoned the myself. You did. I poisoned myself with the whiskey flu. My Saturday is gone. Yeah, it's, it was just. I knew I was doing it at the time. When you leave, when you leave a house at five in the morning, man, you know, what? A, yeah, you totally. know, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you get home and you wake up and you still have your mask on. When you sleep in your mask, that's the new sign of like drunken hobosity. Like, no, <laughs> completely naked, but my mask is on. Okay, man, I think right. one of my favorite times at Ireland Thirty Twos ever was the day right before everything shut down. And everyone, <laughs> and then the, they oh were passing God. out those necklaces, those Jameson necklaces, and she's like, "Anyone who wears this gets a free Corona." <laughs> like, what's talk about? It wasn't real. Uh, I wore two, I, and I didn't get a single free Corona. Just free other drinks. Yeah. <sighs> the good old days where and people could gather. And we could do mics, <laughs> impromptu mics, Ireland thirty wherever we wanted. Oh, it's just mic about, yay! And they're all like, we need to stay open. Maybe we'll start selling food. Everyone come back here for dinner. And I, I never went back. I haven't been anywhere. I mean, I haven't been out. Oh. I haven't eaten any outdoor. I haven't eaten any food from takeout really at all. I wouldn't either if I had food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, went to, I went to gross out today and I got some. I needed bacon. My, this, is, this is neither here nor there, but my, my building manager loves me. And she keeps giving me free vegetables. I have a fully stocked refrigerator right now. I have like a bunch of different kinds of fruit and potatoes and sweet potatoes and onions. And all I needed was bacon. Like I'm fucking set now for a while. I heard a rumor, you guys. And maybe it was one of you two that told me this rumor. I don't remember because I drink a lot. But that our friend Jack Ferguson is talking to the owner of Ireland's trying to get something going yes, there because they're he doing is, a thing. Yes, I, I talked to him about that as well. Oh, that was you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's trying to get Ireland's thirty two set up again. Um, I'm gonna be running over to Zeitgeist. My buddy Zach works there, not Wiseman, different Zach, and uh, see if I can set up something at Zeitgeist. They're not. I, I like mean, Zeitgeist. I love Zeitgeist and That's outdoor. It's a great outdoor patio. It's a huge outdoor patio and. 
it'd be very easy with a P- portable PA, which I have access to. I have one. Uh, and they have tons of electricity to plug it in. And it's just a matter of will do they want that? Because they don't they don't need that. They yeah. they're getting people anyways. Yeah, totally. it, the trick is to find somewhere where people aren't going and or like set a up day of the there. week where they don't have a lot of people. Right. Where yeah. they want to, you know, like a Thursday or a Tuesday. But you know who just opened? This is crazy. Doc's Clock on Mission opened, but it's weird. You can't order a drink by itself. You have to go across the street and buy this food and bring it back. And it's really expensive food. And then you can get a drink. And that's the only way that Doc's was allowed to open. We, uh, Jonathan ran into drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. He's been working there forever. And now he's working there again. And so they're trying this. That's one of the whole rules in San Francisco. You can't be a bar that just sells drinks. You have to sell food and drinks. Mm. So, so they're partnering with yeah. another thing. Yeah, that was the first time when I saw the knockout ever have food was when we did right, that outdoor exactly. show. I'm like, what? Because you have, that's the new rule. Like, I didn't Francisco. even know they had a kitchen. Yeah, right? No, they don't. I think that they, I don't know what they did. I don't know how they worked it, but but that's what people are doing is they're like thinking outside the box and trying to work. And I mean, how else do you, how else do you hustle in the city right now? Hmm. I don't know, but. Selling drugs. I know that. Did, what'd you think? That peanut butter was like really alcohol. good. Did, oh, yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter. God, I could market that shit. I ate it for breakfast Sunday. Nice. And I was like, I should eat something other than a spoonful of Pam's nut butter. Well, the thing the thing is that uh at the uh, there was a year a couple years ago, I think it was 20 2009 maybe. That was many years ago. But for um my new year's resolution, I only ate food that had hallucinogenic properties <laughs> for as many days as I could. So it had to either have weed in it or shrooms in it, and I made it like 11 days until my bike messenger buddy Josh, loud Josh, pulled me aside in the back patio of Bender's, and he was like, hey, Pam, we're worried about you. And he's like the crustiest bike messenger of all (laughs) bike messengers. He's the loudest, most disgusting human being in the world. And when he came up to me and was like, I'm a little worried about you, I was like, oh, shit, bro. I need to get off this stuff. Uh, But I only ate, like, pot bread. If I was cooking eggs, I'd put pot butter in the pan, and I'd cook the eggs in it, like – yeah, everything had hallucinogenic properties for 11 days. That's how far I made it. Wow. Until you couldn't take it anymore. Well, I was fine, I thought. Probably it was still the tolerance. Yeah, I thought I was fine. But your loud, friend, loud Josh. Your friend was telling you. Yeah, loud Josh was Whoa. like, chill the fuck out, biatch. He was like, you've gone crazy. When you have a friend named Josh, they need to either have an adjective before their first name or you use their last name because there's so many Joshes. There's so many Joshes. <laughs> loud he was, Josh. He was loud Josh, yeah. Loud Josh, the bike messenger. He finger banged me once in the alcove outside of Bender's when he was the door guy. Aw. I was oh, wearing a skirt. Oh, you kiss and tell. Oh, well, this was, here. this was like in 2000. This is like the first year I was here. It's fine. Like, we didn't even, I don't even think we made out. I think it was like I was wearing a skirt, and that was sort of out of the ordinary, and I was drunk. And I, that just, he was the door guy, and that kind of happened. Like, we never even, that's as hooked up as we ever got, actually. We never even, I don't even think we ever kissed, which is funny. He just finger banged me in the alcove. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway, dirty bike messengers. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, if it, <laughs> I have a type. Uh, are we? Are you guys gonna do jokes up there, or what do you want to do? You have new jokes, old jokes. Uh, I'm working out a few new jokes. Well, we can do jokes sitting right here. Though. You can, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, go for it. Justice, just us. Justice. Yeah, uh, just us. I uh, will not go first. 
Nobody liked my um, egg Luganus joke. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Uh, I used to have breakfast at dive. I used to like breakfast at dive bars until I got sick from their egg Luganus. (laughs) Greg Luganus had AIDS. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it wasn't actually my joke. It was actually Jonathan wrote that joke. And he told he was like, Pam, I wrote this joke. I helped. I changed a couple words. He's like, I wrote this joke for a Tinder thing. This girl was like, I want an egg pun. And so he wrote her that egg pun, and she didn't get it because she was too young and didn't know who Greg Luganus was. (laughs) (laughs) And then she didn't answer him back. And I was like, it's cute that he tells me about his Tinder profile things. (laughs) I find that endearing. Yeah. Yeah. When exes tell you about their dates and stuff. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, it's actually... I'm thinking it's sort of great because he can compare, he gets to compare them all to me. And I'm sort of a terrible person. I'm like a wonderful person and I'm a terrible person. There's a lot of things that are difficult to deal with with me in a relationship. But I think anybody in a relationship is difficult to deal with. And it's sort of a choice that you make when you're in one to either deal with someone's shit or not. I don't know. But like, like my baggage is pretty heavy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot to carry for one person. So I'm working on a very uh, victim blamey rapey joke. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you've you've piqued my interest. <laughs> okay, so I was watching these documentaries about the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Really fascinating. You know, Michelle McLamara, who was Patton Oswald's wife. Was? Oh, she died. She died. I'm getting uh, to that, guys. You're I'm sorry. My joke. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just sorry. Kidding. No, that's part of the detail. So, yeah, who was uh, Pat Alton's wife, solved the case. Like, she started these blogs, these uh, uh, murder mystery blogs, mm-hmm. and um, was like, I think this is all the same person, and got all this evidence and put it together, and died before her book came out and before he was arrested. So she never got to know she was right. Oh, my God. She never got to know that she figured out who the killer was, like for real, for real. And and, uh, there was a there was a uh, a reoccurring theme when back when he was just a serial rapist and he hadn't killed anyone yet. That when he was done raping them, he he would go to the corner and then he'd cry, "I hate you, Bonnie! I hate you, Bonnie!" So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking. That, okay, we know who the Golden State Killer is, mm. right? But I want to solve the new mystery. Which what the fuck did Bonnie do? What did you do, Bonnie? What, what, how did you dress? Why did you wear that? What did you say to him? Like, were you the one that made his dad beat him? Like, were you the one that made him go to Vietnam? What did you do, Bonnie, to cause all of this rape and murder? Ooh. You know, it was the 70s, so it was definitely her fault. Yeah. I think that he's just calling her out. Because he knew that she's the one that busted him. No, Bonnie was his. Uh, Michelle McLemore is the one that. Oh, I thought Bonnie was the wife. No, of Bonnie. Oh. Bonnie was the. Wi- no, Bonnie was the wife of uh, of uh, the Golden, uh, State Golden State Killer. I see. And okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then oh, like I, uh, I, I think they got separated, and then after he would rape women in the seventies. Right. Before before Michelle McLemore was figuring what it out. What the fuck is wrong with you, Bonnie? Yeah. What's wrong <laughs> with you, Bonnie? Why did you do that? What did you do to this poor man's heart that he had to go raping and killing people? Yeah, you got to throw wife in there again. How did you? abuse your husband in such a way 
Because if you put did the you word cheat on him when he was in Vietnam? Right, right, perfect. Yeah, just like, remind us, remind us in the second half of the joke that okay. yeah. she's the wife or he's the husband, and then it makes sense. Yeah, because I thought that Bonnie was the wife of of uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, that's yeah. Michelle. Her name's McElmeary. Michelle. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't. I don't Last know time enough I, about I, it. To I, I told that joke Friday. I'm still trying to work it out, but I forgot to mention Michelle McNamara's name, and I said Patton Oswalt's wife. And I'm like, why do we have to give Patton Oswalt credit when she's the amazing one? I right, figured exactly. this shit out. Like, <laughs> yeah, she figured like, the fuck damn out. Damn it! I just like knocked myself back a few notches as a feminist. Yeah, 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 being 20, like, 20, you know, so and so's wife. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Bechtel, Bechtel test fail. And then this other one I'm working on was like the story I was telling you. Pancake, maybe you could help me make this less verbose. Mm-hmm. Or more verbose. I, I'm always good with that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. More words. All right, so I'm in high school. It's 420. I'm grounded. So I decide it's a good idea for me and one of my best friends to smoke weed on the school bus because I wasn't, wasn't going to be able to leave and smoke weed. I was grounded. So we smoke a little like we had. I had this terrible like it was like a plastic straw with like mm-hmm. glued um, like tin foil on it, and we like Oof. you know took a couple puffs of this weed, and everything was fine. We got off the bus, but then the next Monday I was in school, I was in class, history class, mm-hmm. and the guy from the office whose only job is to take kids from class into the office, kind of like a security guard. Says, is Rachel Pinson in this class? Like, yeah. Tell her to bring her stuff. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is about. Because they said bring your stuff. They're not going to say bring your stuff if they're not going to search you, right? So I'm panicking because I know that I have a tiny little Hello Kitty bag Mm -hmm. that has a little bit of weed and a pipe in it. Mm -hmm. And it's in my backpack. And we're walking to the office. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucked, I'm fucked, I'm fucked. And I'm way more scared of my mom than I am. Like, I don't care if I get suspended at school. But then, like, then I'm stuck at home with my mom. She's going to really shit, you know? So Hmm. I I go in the hallway of the office. He peeks his head in for, like, 20 seconds. And I slyly take this little bag out. And I put it in the side of my bra. Uh And then he comes back out. And then they – and then they ha- th- and they brought me into the the freshman principal because it was such a big school. There was a principal for each. Like, this is already too verbose. So I'm si- so I'm sitting in the office and there's like a chick, cop, and the principal. A lady officer, please. And no, I'm not going to give her that much respect. So so there's a chick cop and a uh, uh, piece of shit uh, pedophilic uh, principal that got fired later for Ooh. showing us picture of his penis to a student anyway that's beside the point so i'm sitting there in this office and they're searching my bag and they're asking me questions and they're like do you know if anyone smoked on the bus i'm like no why would anyone smoke on the bus that's stupid like i know people who smoke but they're like oh so you're guilty by association i was like no my mom smokes what are you talking about so they search my bag and then they go to search all my pockets but lucky for me, I bled through my pants. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I bled through my pants, and they were so embarrassed for me that they didn't even search my locker, and they didn't pat me down, and they just sent me back to class. And With a tampon and a smile. And all these kids, 
like I remember this guy making fun of me like, oh, yeah, just free bleed like Rachel does. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, my free bleeding got me out of trouble. So, like, thank God I bled through my pants that day. Mm, it's the only the thing that tent. kept me out of trouble. <laughs> put me in the red tent. There might be. Put me in the red tent. Yeah, I don't know if that's worth uh, – I don't know. No, it's a great story. It's a good story. Well, it's uh, – I think that if you couch it in the guise of that putting feminism back a couple years even – that you use the bleeding and the womanhood to get out of the crime. Yeah. Like, that somehow you're a bad feminist because you're using feminism to escape. Because you Periods also put the drugs... so gross. You put your <laughs> drugs by your boob because you didn't want them because you knew they weren't going to feel you up. Yeah. You knew that they weren't going to, like, But I was still nervous because it was a female officer. Right, but sh- can she touch your boobs like that? Are they still allowed to, like, fucking feel you up? I mean, it's a question of, like... You used feminism in your favor. Yeah. You bled and you put, I mean, because why would you, why would you take the drugs out of your backpack and put them in your bra? Because you were thinking they're not going to feel my tits. Mm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're using your, would a guy stick it under his nutsack? Maybe. I I don't don't know. know. I did. I asked that same officer once at lunchtime if she would tase me. And her answer was my pure enjoyment is not worth me losing my job. So, wow. She wants to tase children. Yeah. That's well. their job. And God bless yeah. them. No. Mean that's you know what though if you I mean I guess they are cops and they I think have you're to the wrong want. side of history right now. <laughs> if I if I actually was thinking like, okay, I need to get a job and I know that one job is still essential in San Francisco, and that's parking enforcement. And I would like to be one of those little Cushman driving meter maids. Hmm. A to be to be a, to be call myself a meter maid and put feminism back twenty years, and B <laughs> because I'd be the nicest person. I wouldn't give anybody any tickets. You would get I'd fired. Like, <laughs> I'd be forgiving everybody. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. If people like, I've run up to things and like put quarters in for other people, and they've said you're not allowed to do that. But I'd be like this really nice like meter maid cop person that would like let people out and be like. No, no, it's okay. I know it's all a racket. Uh, I'd get uh, fired within the month, I'm sure, but at <laughs> least I could get a job for like a month, right? Yeah. And I could drive around one of those cool little Cushmans. And you know what? People will give you <laughs> hatred anyway just for being a mermaid. Uh, mermaid. Right, a I know. Maid. I'd be a mermaid. Like, no, meter I'm maid. one of the good yeah. ones. I'm one of the good I'm ones. I'm a mermaid, not a meter maid. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the good meter maids. I'll, and they're like, yeah, right. That's what they all say. I'll dye my hair purple, you know, like I'll bleach yeah, it. Yeah, there's only a few bad apples in the meter maid industry and i'll scream out the window i'm a mermaid not a meter maid but i'm why, a mermaid but why aren't you whistleblowing on all the bad meter maids if you're such a good meter maid because if you because i'm never gonna ticket anyone on <laughs> i'll never ticket anyone for like street sweeping offenses after the street sweeping's gone by this is the thing this is the one of my biggest i don't even have a car but it's the worst pet peeve when you move your car in the morning for street sweeping because you know that the street sweeper comes by you know what time they come right they come at 6.50, right, every morning. So you get up at 6.45, you move the car to the other side, and then you park back on the same side where your parking space was. Because it's already gone by. They, But they can still ticket you. Even after it's gone by, until 8 o'clock, they can say, well, even though it went by, we could still ticket you. That's fucked. They give my uh, I asked. I asked a, a, a guy who was given tickets, 
uh, in the mission. Oh, wait, that's where we are right now. Um, and uh, it was on this street, Florida. And and uh, it said no parking at this time. And uh, the the truck was about to come by. And he was writing tickets for people that were not moving. So he was, like, giving them their last chance. And I stopped and I asked him, hey, uh, when the truck goes by, you're not going to give me a ticket, right? And he said, oh, no, I, that's not me. I'm not sure if that was, if that, if he, if that's, you know, him. Someone's lying. They gave my friend a ticket. She was in her truck and it was two in the morning mm. when it first started. And they said street cleaning ticket and handed it to her directly. And she's like, I'm in my truck. I'm about to move. And they were like, you've already been cited. That's insane. Yeah. Like she was like just pulled over to look at her phone for a second. And they were like, no. No, you have to put it on the car. You can't put it on the, you can't give it to the person. Yeah. Hand it directly to the person. No, you can't. I would have thrown it out the window and and been like, put it on my car, bitch. Like, oh my God. I guess once they've got the, once they've got the license plate in, you're toast. I don't know. It's all it's all a poor tax anyways. The thing is that people that can afford to park do. They have a parking space that they afford or they have a garage that they park their car in or they park it in their fucking suburb or whatever. But if you live in a city and you get a parking ticket, it's a poor tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're just we're just continually taking money from the people that don't have money. It's it's awful. There shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, it's like when they ticket people for panhandling. It's like, how do you expect them to pay off that ticket? Right. Or they're going to have to ask. <laughs> The sit yeah. lie law, same thing. Oh, you're sitting on the ground. You have nowhere else to sit. <laughs> Here's a ticket. How am I going to pay it off? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Okay. Makes senseless. Senseless. Uh, Pancake, you have any new jokes? I can't believe that none of the, the regular boys didn't come. Uh, Will Brown and, and, uh, and Henry. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe they're still recovering, too. Maybe. I don't know. People don't have to come every week. It's fine. Okay. I just feel badly that we didn't. I mean, who knows if? Well, I I just got word back from direct word from David Dominguez. He said, "Yeah, Alameda's happening." But by now, it's just I don't know. I mean, we have time. We do have yeah. time. Yeah. So I let me let me go. finish I this up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think I should start my music career. Uh, because I got some sick flows, like. Check this one. Um, my my moist macaroni is very very noisy. What do you think about that, people? Call in if you know where Zach Weisman is. <laughs> I've been uh, taking some. No, uh, Wait, I was I at a park. Your- this moist macaroni is very, very nosy. I guess N- noisy, noisy, noisy macaroni. It's the I sound, even though it's a what? My noisy macaroni. I don't. Okay. My noisy macaroni. Yeah. Okay. It just sounds like one of those um, uh, dialect ac- exercises for actors, or whatever they're called. Oh. What yeah. Do what do they call that? A vo- voice vocal warm up. Exercise, yeah, that's red about it. Leather, yellow leather. Yeah, uh, red leather, yellow leather, red yellow ye- yellow leather. Pam picked. I have. So, so. Oh, keep going. Your jokes. I have nothing else. Uh, okay. um, I'm not a fig plucker or a fig plucker. Some, but I'll pluck figs so the fig plucker comes. Ooh. Oh, I think that one's just a. 
Sally sells seashells by the seashore. We were Tres entertaining. Tres triste tigres trigan tragabal on un trigal. That's all. I dated a Peruvian guy that taught me that one. It's supposed to be to teach you how to roll your R's. Tres triste tigres trigan tragabal on un trigal. I, s- I slit a sheet, a sheet I slit. Upon a slitted sheet I sit. Wow. Wow. I like teaching kids the fig plucker one because they love it. They're like, ah. Well, the sheet splitting is good, too. The sheet sitting shitting. I mean, that's all difficult <laughs> to not say. Oh, yeah. I sat on the sheet and shit. <laughs> that was like a, a drinking I game I played with shits. riddles where you start off as like one fat hen. One fat hen, a couple of ducks. One fat hen, a couple of ducks, three brown bears. One fat hen, a couple of ducks, three brown bears, four running hares. And it goes like that in a circle. Like you have to start from the beginning. And then if you fuck up and you miss one or you say something wrong, you got to drink. And then you just got to keep going. And it just gets increasingly We had a game called Moo Rough that we used to play. And the top was the moo and the bottom was the rough. And in between, everybody made up a sound, and it didn't have to be an animal sound. It could be any sound. And you'd say your sound and someone else's sound, and then they'd say their sound and someone else's sound, and you'd go around. And we would do this at camp, and there'd be like 50 people in a circle, and we'd play it for hours. And the thing is, when you make a mistake, you have to go to the rough spot, and then you have to move your way up. And so all the spaces stay in the same place throughout the whole game, and the top is moo and the bottom is rough. And so you want to stay the move for as long as you can. It's tough. It's the a tough, tough. Yeah. I'm surprised that rough isn't the first one because it's like, you know, like top dog. Right. Yeah. No, it was top cow. It's top cow. Moo rough. Ha <laughs> I don't, I don't have any, necess- I mean, I do. I have a lot of, I have a lot of new material. I've been writing a lot, but not comedy. I finally, I finished the song. I wrote the bridge. Now I have three. I have three different choruses, three different stanzas, and a bridge, so I'm all good. And I practiced on the piano today, and I sort of played the chords in the background, so I feel pretty good about it. So that I've been working on pretty heavily. And I wrote, like, two new poems, and I did a bunch of work on the novels. So it's just, I just didn't, I just don't have any, I don't have any fire for jokes right now. I don't have anything funny to say. I'm just, I'm writing other things, which is impossible because it's like I can't share it with it. I don't have... I don't have the com- I don't have a writing community anymore except for poetry on Wednesdays. So I've got to like save all my poems for Wednesday. Oh yeah, see. I remembered a new joke. I was uh, okay. I don't know if I can get it to work. I might be able to work it in with my titties joke. But a friend of mine was talking about how he used to do these triathlons and he would get this crazy runner's high, and I'm like, damn. I'm never going to experience runner's high. And it sucks because I love getting high. But I hate running because I jiggle way too much. I think one of my tits is going to fly up and smack me in the face. (laughs) Give me a black eye. One high I'll never get is the runner's high. I guess I can get high from being a runner. Like if I'm moving pounds across country or something. Like that kind of thrill. But that would be the closest. You can get high after you give yourself a black eye, maybe a concussion, and they put you in the hospital, mm. and then they give you drugs. Mm. Like if you fuck yourself up enough with your own tit, like they'll give you drugs in the hospital and you'll be high. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like thinking about that. Those are just 
It was just thoughts. Thoughts. New thoughts. Oh, also, I, I never thought of myself as a tool, but apparently having sex with me is just for utility purposes. Yes! That's funny. See, I said that to, like, two other dudes, and they're like, mm, no, it's not that good. Well, that's because they're not feminists. because they use people. Sure. And they Absolutely. don't want to feel guilty. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> of course they use people. I'll Come try on. it. I'll try it out. I'm like, I'm just thinking of what I should say. If I ain't got nothing new. I'm just going to say old shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll say stuff that. that's so old that n- none of you, like, none of you were in comedy five years ago. So I can do jokes from five years ago, and you'll think it's new. Yeah, <laughs> I need to go look through my old books, actually, and do all that. And You'll start telling your old jokes and be like, yeah, so Obama's president, right? Yeah. I think this is an old joke. I, think, I can't tell if this premise is new or old, but <laughs> King Obama is going to be here forever. Jonathan actually told me a joke that I'm not sure what comedian did it, but I guess they don't do comedy or they moved. But I thought it was such a good one. It was like a Bush joke. Oh, and you'll pro- drummer like, comedian Aaron Barrett. It's when he did George W. Bush. Yeah, he was like George uh, W. Bush. He was like, "Shoot me once, shame, shame on, on you. Shoot, shoot me, me twice, twice. Well, you, you ain't, ain't got, got no shoes." shoes. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's drummer so comedian good. Aaron Barrett. He has another one. He says, uh, I, "Hey, I, I gotta get back. I gotta get back to Crawford, Texas." You know, a lot of a lot of people say that that uh, they uh, they say, "Hey, visit my." Visit my presidential library, and a lot of people say that's a lot of space for one copy of Good Night Moon. But I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going back to Crawford because Laura tonight, she's making taquitos. That's Mexican for little taco. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I wrote for him, actually, when he does it. He did like 10 minutes of George W. Bush, and it was great, and it was perfect. I, I Shoot me twice. You ain't got no shoes. You ain't got no shoes. Uh, yeah, it's oh, uh, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. You can look him up. He's still hilarious. He's thinking about coming back to comedy, actually. He sold me all of his jokes for a beer, like, after he quit, after his fifth year of comedy. And then he called me up the other day, and he's like, hey, how many of those jokes have you actually, like, done on stage? <laughs> I was like, I did, I, did, I did the Sesame Street once. And he's like, okay, really? Okay. And I said, I, I've done some George Bush stuff a little bit here and there. He's like, okay. Will anybody notice if I do my jokes again? And I'm like, I'll never do your jokes again. You can have them all back. <laughs> They're all your jokes. Come back to comedy, Aaron. Because he's such a good writer, and he just... You is think there's the one, no support is he now? He's the one that wrote your abortion jokes. No, he never. He we <laughs> we co-wrote a couple jokes. I never had an abortion with drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. No, I did. But yeah, uh, yeah. I was just joking. he was no, that's fine. But he was he was good boyfriend. Here at this workshop. Yeah, it was workshop. Joke. He used to be. He was here at workshops. He was very good. But he quit. He did comedy for five years, and then he was like, you know what? Uh, I'm a really really talented drummer, which is true. He's an amazing drummer. So why would he want to like waste his time with people that think he's a pilot? Like. You know how comedy is. It's hard. Hello. Who Hello. showed up? Oh, that's on Fridays. Oh, yeah. You guys don't have flyers or anything like that, or just you guys just whatever you have that looks funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Just whatever's out there. Okay, no worries. We try yeah. to promote it too much. We try not to promote the Friday because we're not supposed to gather. Um, yeah, but drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, look him up. He just wrote a new song and put it out on stuff. Anyways, he's really talented. Floating Goat, he's a drummer of Floating Goat, which is like my favorite metal band in San Francisco. And they just came out with their four-disc album, or two-disc album, has four sides. It's really good. It's, um, and, and the Vultures Arrive and Spawn of Poseidon. And anyways, they have a lot of great albums. Look up Floating Goat. All right, are we out of here? Yes. Okay. So, thanks for listening. But then you were afraid to go to. So I'm gonna play an old joke workshop. Volcanoes, but now it's there's like an avalanche. Then you got stuck in an avalanche.
Oh, I see that. Like I see that word on like play. There's yeah. other things to be afraid of with yeah. mountains. I actually did that joke. I normally do it a lot different. That's okay. a lot funnier, I guess. Also, Donner That's Party all. is always fun to bring what? up. The Donner Party. Is that did happen on Way Tahoe. Yeah, Lincoln Highway right yeah, there. So it's, Donner a, Lake, it's yeah. a fun thing to bring up cannibalism, too. I mean, you could be afraid of both volcanoes and Dude, cannibals. I got to be honest. There's one, there's a couple of things I don't joke about in life, and cannibals one, man. It fucking creeps <laughs> me the fuck out. Like, eating another person? That, like, oof. Wow. Greg Gettle, critique that's my set real that's quick. Very, uh, that's where he draws the line. Real bad. Thank you for honesty. Throwback Thursday to racism. Stuff. All right. Hey, everybody, put your hands together and keep them clapping for Ethan Albers. <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right, so I have to hold my finger up tonight because I'm trying to keep it above my heart, so it does not mean I'm giving you the minute. The minute is the horn. When you hear this, that means you have a minute. I'm just going to be holding my finger up. Just ignore it, okay? It's only the only time that's going to happen. All right, your next comedian is a wonderful young gentleman. He's never going to be a meth head. Really, that was what we learned out on the what we learned out on the street today is he's never going to be a meth head. Put your hands together, everybody, for Connor Doherty. Probably. Probably. Not a good influence. No, stop talking during my set, Stefan. No, keep doing that. You're a comic. You know how this works. Rob Edwards, everyone. Yay! Yay! Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for waiting. Uh, you know, the storms the last couple of nights have been a trip, man. Yeah, you seen them shits? I don't know. They need to remind the weather that we live in California, not Florida. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pay too much. Pay too much for rent. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to be a Florida man, I'd do bath salts and eat people's faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, got to do all that. Uh, so I want to work on. Uh, let's do some light comedy. Uh, how many of you have ever thought about killing someone? Ever, ever crossed your mind to take another person's life? Yeah. I have a list of names like Arya Stark, you know what I mean? Ready to go when the purge happens. You know, but I'm not I'm I'm white boy crazy. I'm not I'm not just I'm not gonna just run up and shoot you like you're gonna wake up in some kind of machine like on those saw movies, you know what I mean? Like it's like, would you like to play a game? Well, I wouldn't say it like that though. I put my own swag on it. Like, it's game time, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> shit like that. You know. I got to say that motherfucker like Sam Jackson. I, I got to hit it just right, you know. You know, I don't know. I have, like, the mind for that kind of shit, but I don't have, like, the engineering background, you know. Like, Jigsaw went to, like, MIT or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, he, was, he really had his shit together, you know. He had a lair and all kinds of shit. Like, I'd have to get a business loan for that type of shit, you know what I'm saying? You know. Then you got to get minions, right? Are you know are minions unionized? Do you get them from like a private practice, or do you get like do you pick up illegal minions at like Home Depot or some shit? Like I don't. You fucked up my punchline. Who is that? What are they doing? They're kicking the trash cans out there. What the fuck is? Yeah. Uh, um. That was. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I wanted. To, uh. Yeah. Everything new. Yeah. Fuck it. We can go to Alameda. All right. Thank you. <laughs> 
Gab Edwards, yay! He's a genius! This party and he's like yeah I just started fornicating with this girl in the hallway and I was like I don't think you know what fornicating means <laughs> uh, my grandpa was the mayor of a small town in Wisconsin he decided to run the day before the election as a write-in candidate this is how small the town is like he was able to do that and then get elected and the one law that he made while he was in office or at least the only one I've ever heard about is that he made it so that all of the bars need to be on the same side of the road so that the drunks don't try to cross the street. <laughs> Which is like kind of brilliant. <laughs> Especially in a small town where like they just, you know, they don't like everything that's wrong with it is just going to stay wrong with it and everything that works fine like you can't really fuck it up. So it's just like new laws at this point are basically cosmetic. But I feel like that one has actually saved a life in the over the course of like the 30 years since he's been mayor. It's still true. All the bars are still only on one side of the road in Cumberland, Wisconsin. <laughs> Those are my ancestors. Uh, I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, I had another joke. Does anybody remember my spy dad's bit that I gave up on? <laughs> Yeah, they they start a they they start a cover band called Extraordinary Rendition, which is a great pun. Anyway, once you get into the guys in the cover band playing Extraordinary Rendition, the additional tag to it is they play Jimmy Buffett songs, and then you say it's five o'clock in a secret prison somewhere. <laughs> Right. Uh, we have comments from people. Uh, it looks like Ethan Albers. It looks like Stephanie Silverman's there. I also have a couple cute things. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, speaking on behalf of the audience, uh, f what's fornication? Are you kidding? It's a volcano. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it's fucking Ethan. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the it's like the Bible word. It's the Bible word for sex for pleasure. Uh, okay. Um, no, uh, the best thing out of that was the grandpa thing, the true story mayor thing. That's funny. Thank you. That's very, very original and funny. Don't change it. Change, He's dead. I can't undo it, so. Yeah, that was definitely uh, very funny. Um, can you expand that? Like your so you could start with the premise of like your family accepts accepts people as they are. Because <laughs> you know, like they, he's accepting that people are drunk, but he's like yeah. putting a bandaid on it. Just don't cross the street. Like what else could they do? Like maybe that's something your family does. Yeah, I have a whole other thing about that side of the family and how they're rednecks and. But they're but they have but they're good at heart. They want to save drunk. No, they're not. Do they pee their pants? I was trying to think of a way to put together he did all of that. When he was like 90, but that's not really funny. That's well, just. <laughs> but the but the pee pants in the beginning, and then if you're talking about drunk people and your oh, family yeah. and you have pee pants problems, I was trying to think of a way for you to like bridge everything together, and I thought that, especially when you said just out of nowhere, uh, reckon with me, it's like <laughs> so funny because you don't look like a person that would be in a fight, you look like the guy that's going to pee your pants, so like if you could do that sort of whole like keep going around to that, like I'm this, you know, I don't know, I just, I don't like to use the word pussy because I feel like that demeans pussies, which are really strong and amazing things, um, 
But the other thing that I thought was funny I'm a was strong and amazing <laughs> thing. Okay, so then maybe that's fair. Um, but the other thing I... <laughs> The other thing that made me laugh was good talk, everyone. That's like yeah. a great thing to throw around whenever you want. It was really funny. Like if you don't get a laugh and you just say good talk, everyone, like I thought that was a great back pocket maneuver. What, what did the guy think that fornicating meant? Did he just yeah. like conversating? It's unclear. Uh-huh. I, like I think maybe he thought it was like making out or something. Maybe he was fucking her. John Gallagher has a question about fornicating. That's, I, that's what I was going to say. How do you know he wasn't fucking Yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, people fuck places. With Zach Wiseman? I got something else. Um, for your for your Wisconsin joke, uh, it'd be funny if like the bars were on one side, but then like yoga studios were on both sides because you want them to get hit by cars because Wisconsin's not a very healthy place. <laughs> something like that. Noted. A smoothie place. Jamba Juice? Yeah, like a Jamba Juice. They're like scattered all in the corners. Okay. <laughs> Allison, did you have or a thing? Yeah, on that same idea, I was thinking like uh, y- your grandpa realized it was a real problem because you guys were losing all the drunks in town, mm-hmm. which was like a big decline in your population. That's funny right there. That is funny. <laughs> it's better than yours, Greg. <laughs> All right. It's clap, end. clap wildly. That was Connor Doherty. Yay! Yay, Connor Doherty. Yay! Oh, uh, all right. Your next queen. Hey, guys, there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. I sacrifice for the chicken. There's paminate on it. It's like a pam marinade. It's, that's why it's so salty. It's, it's all my blood. It's, it's the hemoglobin. Delicious. Uh, all right, your next comedian is a very funny man. He runs a great open mic. He runs an open mic on Tuesdays that now that now has a front light, which is fucking amazing. He is an amazing host, though, and he makes it work every week, and I always have a good time there when I go. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. If you like to wear pants, all right. it would be nice if you would pick. Cool. All right. Uh, how are we doing? Um, so I was walking through San Francisco like all day on Saturday. It was about like, I don't know, like 12 hours of walking around the city just kind of taking things in. And like walking through the city is like taking acid because like it takes forever. And after you're over, after it's done, you're like, why aren't people better? <laughs> like, that's just all I felt. And I was at, I, and I was walking to Target to get a vacuum cleaner because I'm officially domesticated. And, and there's this homeless man who's like, yay, hi, lengthy white dude. And like, when I first saw him, he was yelling at this black guy. And have you ever like walked in on a, a confrontation and knew instantly that the white guy definitely just said the N-word? <laughs> like, that's what happened. And then he started pushing people. He's walking, he's pushing people, slapping people. There's this guy on a bicycle, he's riding by. The guy slaps the guy in the chest on the bike. And, he, and then he runs away and the guy on the bike was just like, huh, huh. 
And he's like, what should I do? And then he turned around, and then he, be like, bolted towards the homeless guy. And he cuts the homeless guy off. He's like, why the fuck did you hit me? Why are you screaming at him? And all of a sudden, this, this man, he's a Hispanic man, face tattoo, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he had this pit bull on the leash. You know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> We've all seen him. And he goes up to the guy. He's like, I fucking saw what you did. And, but what happened was he was getting mad at the homeless man that was slapping everybody. And he was like, I got your fucking, I got your fucking cop right here. And he had the pit bull, and the pit bull was, like, trying to bite him. And he followed him for two blocks and chased him away. And I felt like any other time I've seen people like this, you know, the guy with the face tattoo, I always thought, run away. <laughs> like, that guy's the worst. Uh, but this time, he was the fucking hero. And, like, I felt nothing but bliss. Like, I was like, like society made sense to me again. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need cops. I, I hate people is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just got so mad at him because I was like, you don't, we live in a society, you don't hit people and you should be, I mean, I would, I would say murdered, <laughs> like, but I don't run worlds or cities. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have a, uh, a drinking problem in the crowd? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, we got a couple in the audience. Yeah, I was uh, at work today sweating because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, huh, maybe I should do a little Googling, you know, and uh, see if maybe I should think about quitting drinking. And, and have you guys ever read, like, these questionnaires? Like, the <laughs> you, I think they invented them for you, Ethan. Um, <laughs> but no, like, they always, like, have all these questions about, like, if you answer yes to, like, 60% of these, then you probably have a drinking problem. And about, like, <laughs> about eight, eight of them down, I was like, I think you have a drunk, a drinking problem if you say yeah, but to every question, <laughs> like, like yeah, but like there's hypothetical, like yeah, but okay, like for example, I have them all printed out. <laughs> all right, all right, here's some couples. Do you sometimes feel uncomfortable if alcohol is not available? And it's like, yeah, but like, what am I hanging out with children? Like, why is there not? <laughs> Why is there not alcohol around, man? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been having more memory blackouts recently? But you're like, yeah, but that's also could be due to old age. You know what I mean? Like, all right, first one's funnier. Okay. Um, do you usually have a reason for the occasions when you drink heavily? But it's like, yeah, but also, like, can't anything be a special occasion? <laughs> like, like I, I got to hang out with Ethan tonight. Let's celebrate. You know what I mean? Like... It's all about your perspective, is what I'm saying. And uh, throughout the rest of the mics, I'm going to go through all these questions and uh, find out what works best. But thank you so much, guys. Greg Gettle. All right. Looks like Ethan's first on the panel. First one. Uh, the, the very last one you did about the uh, uh, reason for drinking. You could go, yeah, I host an open mic at home. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. That that is a special occasion, man. Yeah, I think that the yeah, but is definitely the strongest premise of, of those. I think that uh, for that... Is it, is it hacky? Have you heard... No. The, no, no, you haven't I, heard that? I, okay. I mean, you know, just because I haven't heard... I don't think it's hacky, personally. But okay. I, uh, I would say the setup might be a little smoother if instead of saying, like, I kind of feel like if you say, yeah, but you have a drinking problem, I yeah. would just say, survey was yes or no, but the weird thing is I kept answering, yeah, but, and then you can kind of segue into it. Also, I'm going to end that joke being like, you might also have a drinking problem if you came up with this joke while drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don Gallagher on that one. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, that's true. 
also, I think uh, Prime segue into all this. I like the mic. There's one behind you. I um. Segue into segue material. Yeah. All actually. I I I regret giving him the mic. Actually, the, the critique, your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah, which mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up, yeah. and that's what I think was the funny part of that story, mm. and then uh, the dude with the pit bull came out of nowhere. God, he's a fucking saint. Did no one else? Cool. Thank you. Yay, Greg Gettle tells perfect jokes. Hooray. All right, your next comedian, uh, another funny guy. Hey, I got to also let you guys know there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Machines, 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 machines. Hey, guys. Also, Yuri's here for because he's hiding on whatever witness protection program he's fucking in right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What are you, Whitey Bulger? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. I can't help myself. Um... Uh, so I've like I'm getting fat and that's great. Uh, but one of the greatest new ways that I'm finding out that I'm getting fat is that uh, I got a haircut recently. I used to have a big beard. Instead of saying what people used to say when I got my haircuts, they'd say, "Oh, you, do you lose weight?" But instead now they say, "Wow, your head looks smaller." <laughs> to match your giant fat body, it doesn't work. It's not the same anymore. Uh, so yeah, me and Greg are Segway tour guides, and uh, I am a very relaxed person. My life is very leisurely because literally I'm on a scooter most of my day. That's uh, I live a relaxed lifestyle, and sometimes I get too relaxed. Like today, I had a, a bit of an issue when trying to have a small talk with one of my guests. Uh, so one of the things we do is we talk about, we take the people to the Palace of Fine Arts, so we talk about earthquakes. We talk about like the 1906 earthquake and the 89 earthquake. And I was having a conversation with this guy about the 89 earthquake, and he's a guy from the East Coast. And so we're talking about the 89 earthquake and all the devastation it causes. And then somewhere in my brain, I was like, well, he's from the East Coast. Let's talk about an event that was bad that happened on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about 9-11 right now. <laughs> I was reading some cool shit about 9-11 earlier today, and I was on Reddit, and one of the things on Reddit that said was, I, all the people from 9-11 that were around ground zero are going to have the maximum amount of lung cancer from the asbestos fallout by 2040. So that's going to have the most lung cancer ever because all the people that breathe in the smoke. And I felt like... This is the time. It's like, this guy's from Fidel Philadelphia, right? He's not from New York. So I was like, let's talk about 9-11 right now. And so with that, I say this, and this guy looks at me. His face just drops. And I'm like, well, 9-11's not a good move. This isn't a strong one. But what he says is like, yeah, my law firm was the very first firm to go back to work during 9-11. I breathed in all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like, well, it's like, hey, I saw another thing about Cuba. You see Cuba? They got great things to cure lung cancer, man. Then fucking ran on my day. <laughs> no tip. No tip from him. And that's completely reasonable. You're very friendly from the rest of that tour, though. Yeah. So don't tell that joke anymore. That's what I got. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's like too comfortable. You know what I mean? You can't talk to a man. But like, see, look at your face. Fuck. That's so fucking funny. Her face in the front row is just like, ugh. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about 9-11 ever. You probably shouldn't, though. I remember I got attacked one time in the most peaceful open mic in Reno, Nevada. Uh, it's a place called Java Jungle. I got attacked in Java Jungle. You're from Reno, right? 
Yeah, so Java Jungle. I got attacked there for talking about 9-11 one time. It's pretty funny. A man ran across a room because he said, I was in ground zero. And I was like, all right, I don't care. And then I uh, got attacked. Um, so, like I said, what's uh, what was the other one? Actually, no, that's pretty much it. That's all I want to do. All right, thank you. All right, we have yes. people in the audience. <laughs> uh, I was thinking there might be something to uh, the guy is all mad that you're talking about Ground Zero, so he attacked you, and it's like, what are you doing, an impression of the plane or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, there you go. That works. Um. I don't know how else you could set it up, but I knew you were going there, that whole 9-11 thing. Right. I knew that he was going to be there. Right, yeah. So if you could set it up in a way that that's like, oh, shit, like more of a surprise to us that he was okay, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, or, yeah, that you saw it on Reddit, so it was on your mind. You, you, you brought it up in conversation, made more sense that way, okay. and then, yeah. For sure. First date. The first date, maybe. What, the... Uh, first, I don't, okay. Like, like you're on a first date and you're trying to like, be like I, I read this thing today and she's like, actually I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Like, yeah. So just reset it up and then just change yeah, it so around. Get rid of the segue thing. Okay. And just be explain why you're single. Oh, I think we know. I that. disagree. I like uh, I uh, I like the segue thing. I right. like the Palace of Fine Arts, but I say not 9-11. I say, I don't know, go awful with it. Just. Sandy Hook. I don't know. Like interesting. Maybe. Uh, okay. Hook, somebody wait, laughed at that. Wait. So Sandy Hook. Oh, Hook was is it Ken Suzuki? Then I don't do it. Don't I do it. Like Ken <laughs> Suzuki laughed at it because he's pure evil. I, I just okay. like that you, right now. Sandy Hook is worse than 9/11 to you. <laughs> like I like that too. Oh. Oh. Wait. Really? Yeah. What? Like, like how? Pants. Is 9/11? What? I yeah. I, I'm, wait, I'm so confused right now by all this. But they were kids. <laughs> wait, there were kids quality, murdered in 9/11. Quality, uh, all right. Yeah, exactly. Let's take it away from the shitty joke and then make it the yeah, exact. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What tragedy? Tragedy power rankings. That's good. <laughs> 9-11 is pretty corporate. That's true. All right. Any... Is that good? Okay. And what if your oh. boyfriend's birthday and you're trying to impress her with something you read on Reddit? Like I, who would... Oh, man. Maybe. Yeah, but nobody, nobody's going to believe John was on a date, so that really isn't going to... Oh! oh. <laughs> that was for Yuri. Sorry. That was for Yuri. It was too... That was... Yeah, that was perfect. You have no choice but to take that. Oh, right. uh, that white balls are thinking. Well, yeah, I was, I was waiting this entire time for that, honestly. Yeah, it's, all right, that's, I'm leaving. John Gallagher! Watch Tim All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite comedians. She always gives great comments and also funny jokes herself. You can see her next Tuesday. Uh, she'll be on the Brainwash Showcase when uh, Mutiny does its takeover the first Tuesday of the month, but right now... You can see her here. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman. Thank you for the chicken, Pam. Uh, I love how you just, like, when you provide a snack, it's like a whole bird. It's like, you don't make cookies or bring candy. It's like, here's a chicken. <laughs> Everyone snacked. It's snack chicken. 
Um, let's see. I'm trying something new every week. I think I want to do like the mason jar report. Like places where I have found mason jars that have pissed me off because um, they have become the vessels that we just use to bring liquids to our mouth. That's what they are now. I was in a really bougie salad place and like I ordered a salad and it was 18 fucking dollars and I almost lost my shit. Uh, I almost lost my shit, but then they served the water in those mason jar mugs. And and that's when I really lost it. But, uh, you know, I contribute to the mason jar fiasco. Uh, it was Passover. I had a couple of Passover seders. For those of you that don't know, that's when the Jews celebrated their exodus out of Egypt. We have two nights. It can be fun. It can be boring. Uh, one portion of this is where uh, we put out a glass of wine for the prophet Elijah to come and drink with us. I did not have this special cup. I used a mason jar. I am guilty. Um, I, yeah, I had two Passover seders, and there's usually uh, like a not Jewish friend that's like, oh my God, can I like crash your seder? I want to come to your seder. And I'm like, no, you can't come to my seder. It's for Jews. Judaism is not a spectator sport. This is not fun. You think this is fun? I'm going to take you to Chabad house, and you can wait four fucking hours before you have matzah ball one, and then they ask you for money for, for Israel. How do you want to do that? Do you like that? Uh, no, it's not fun. I get irritated when people want to have fun with Judaism. If like Judaism were fun, like Jews wouldn't have been killed for being Jewish. People would have joined up. Like, I hate honor people that say they're honorary Jews. I'm an honorary Jew. I hang out with so many Jews. I love Jews. I want to be with you. I'm an honorary Jew. It's like, you're an honorary Jew? Like, are you going to go to the ovens when the Nazis come? Or is it going to be like, well, I stood there while they took everyone, and then they came for the honorary Jews, and I did nothing. I don't think so. All right, working on that. Um, uh, the other thing that irritated me was within the last week, two women said that they were overachievers. <laughs> And this one was like, oh, I'm such an overachiever. Oh, I just kind of... And then another one said, I've got to take a break. I've been an overachiever since, like, kindergarten. I'm like, do you actually know what overachiever means? Uh, being an overachiever means usually it's a term that they use in school to describe someone who that they didn't think could do anything who actually did something. It means, like, they didn't think you had the potential and you're probably working yourself to the ground to get something done. It means people don't actually believe in you. Um, <laughs> and you got something done anyway, usually at the expense of doing it right, uh, or you charmed your way to the top. Um, so I'm, I, I, I really am okay with being an underachiever, because uh, that means people thought I could do something even though I didn't. So, <laughs> so they had faith in me, and I look smart, and that's the most important thing. Um, let's see. I feel like uh, women probably uh, rank themselves. Like, you know, whenever I walk into a room, I look around, I'm like, where do I fit in in the hierarchy of hotness in here? Like, what, where, where's my rank? Like, how fat am I in comparison to the other ladies? How thin am I? I think this might be something that we all do. And it can be, it can be convenient. Like, if I kind of want to relax, I can just go find a hotter woman and, like, hang out next to her and let her have the attention. Or if I want to, like, you know, just kind of play it up, I can go find someone who's less hot. Um, I don't know. That's not. That's just not. That didn't work at all. No, nothing. I tried the alliteration. Hierarchy of hotness was probably pretty good. That was probably the best part of that joke. Um, I would like to quit drinking for a month or stop eating sugar for a month. Uh, but I know how it's gonna go. Like I'm gonna feel great. And <laughs> and then what? <laughs> then then I'll <laughs> then I'll go back to that. It'll be awful. Um, what else? What else? I know I had something else. That went by so fast. You guys are so awesome. Oh my God, you guys are so awesome. Um, all right, I want help. I want help, you guys. Help me. Help me. Um, Woo! Helpers, Ebony Silverman. First help by clapping. Yay! Clapping is helpful. 
What about do honorary Jews get taken to the toaster oven or something oh, like that? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They get brown. They go the, the tanning bed. They get brown, yeah. Um, I think that there's something at the end there with the quit drinking and overachieving connection. Um, like, you know you'd feel great, or that would be overachieving. You quitting drinking would be overachieving. Right. You know you'd feel great. All the things you'd probably get done mm-hmm. that you aren't expected to get done. I don't know. It's an idea. No one expects me to quit drinking, so. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. I want to go back to the beginning, the $18 salad, because I think you have the perfect, uh, you have the setup where you say $18, and then you could just say, and I don't know, you have an easy joke there, where it's like, it's $18, and no, it wasn't made of, I don't know, baby meat's the first thing that comes to my head, but not that necessarily. It had ahi in it. It had ahi? Oh, that's $18 in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Oh, yeah, that's funny right there. It has <laughs> ahi in it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like if you sat like next to a hot chick, you'd probably get more attention. Cause then I don't uh, like. Let's say I'm like a, a good-looking guy. Like you go to the you, you go to the less attractive woman, and, and then the shows a hot girl. Like I don't care about looks. I care about the person. And then that's like an in. Oh, like a, it's a move. Hmm. So like then all these guys will be talking to you, being like telling well, you jokes and. Oh my God! Did you study that? That would be that's a good joke. Cause like my actual experience. My actual experience is like if I go out drinking with a hot chick, like then I can just check my phone for a while because like the guys will talk to them and then I can just like Facebook or whatever and like I get some time to myself. You guys can take. That might be like a next level strategy, but she's writing from personal experience. You guys can go take Greg Gettle's class on finding and wooing women at OMG on Tuesday. How to show hot chicks you totally don't care about hotness. I'm going to fuck so many hot chicks by not fucking hot chicks. It seems so funny when I woke up in the middle of the night to write that. No, I understand. It makes sense. Because, but he, he, I mean, these young guys in their late 20s, they just, they're not even, they don't understand us. No, they don't. That's fine. That's fine. It seemed funny when I wrote it. Like, I got up and I wrote it on my, like, iPad keyboard. And I'm like, oh, this seems so funny. And then I was like, good thing I have an iPad because I don't have to not be able to read my own handwriting. And then I couldn't read the shit that I typed. Like, <laughs> that's funny right there. Yeah. That's the thing that was missing because you never finished what you're doing Oh, I feel better about myself. I guess, like, if I want to feel good about myself, I go stand next to an ugly girl, but... Yeah, you gotta come up with something yeah. I don't know, I don't like that. The whole premise is probably if stupid. You, yeah, like, if you can't go out with ugly girls because, like, you get hit off, you're like, this is so bombing, so, like, your ugly friends ask you if you want to go out, and they're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, maybe you could throw something in there where ugly girls do something that nobody ever anticipates, like, they go out and start fires or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hey, hey I'll go, like, you know, I go out with ugly girls, you know, and you have the anticipation... Okay. And you know to start fires places because <laughs> ugly girls are known arsonists. That's a thing. And Greg talks to them. Greg gets caught up, right? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I like it. It doesn't have to be fire. But I, I like fire though. Like Fire's the thing. No. We all know okay. That. All right. Okay. All right. All right, everybody, Thank clap you. wildly for Stephanie Silverman. Yay! Jokes about Seder. All right, your next comedian is a lovely young man who is going to tell you his jokes right now. Uh, I was going to say something. You had a funny set last week, but I don't, I don't remember what I was going to bring out about it. But never mind. Just clap, you guys. Hey, it's Jesse Warren. Yay! 
Hey guys, so I went through a breakup pretty recently, uh, mostly because dating her was getting in the way of me doing what I'm most passionate about, which is dating other women. And uh, we were we were together for a really long time. We were together for five, almost six Netflix series now, and it was uh, it was hard. No, we were together for for four years. So when we broke up, it felt more like we were graduating from each other. Like I like I walked away feeling like I had earned a bachelor's in Megan, <laughs> which uh, which in this economy I don't I don't know if it's gonna do me any good. I'm. I'm like shooting, I'm really shooting for like a Sasha or like a Britney, but really I'm only qualified for like another Megan <laughs> or like a Betsy or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the last, uh, the last year was really bad because when I should have really been spending time thinking about like the long term and going to grad school and stuff like that, all I could really think about was transferring. Like I was sitting there daydreaming like, Oh, I bet at SFU they won't uh, they won't yell at me for not looking away during the sex scenes on Game of Thrones and yeah whatever that was okay uh, yeah so uh, we ended things on a good note uh, which in my experience is the worst way to end a breakup or end a relationship it uh, it's horrible it's never went well for me there's no there's no closure when it ends on a good note. When it ends terribly, you know exactly what you have to do, right? Delete her number, unfriend her on Facebook, text all her friends. There's like a really time-tested formula for dealing with a bad breakup. Uh, for example, my, la my, last best, my last bad breakup went like this. This girl told me, Jesse, I cheated on you and you suck. And, uh, <laughs> And I was, I was caught off guard, I didn't know what to say, so I said, yeah, well your pussy smells. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't really smell, I was just trying to think of something hurtful to say. And uh, she started crying, immediately she started crying, and I left, and I never saw her again. <laughs> I don't know why uh, she was crying about it, I wouldn't cry about that. My balls smell. Uh, my balls smell. <laughs> my balls smell, which is why I spray cologne on them. Uh, because I am actively trying to better myself. I don't sit there crying about my problems. I'm making moves and trying to become a better person. <laughs> I'm hoping, yeah, she's going to regret. Yeah, I'm hoping the next girl I'm with will be like, Jesse, why do your balls smell like aqua de Joe? I'll be like, because I won the genetic lottery, baby. I was born this way. I don't know. Thank you, guys. That's, that's all. Yeah. Jesse Warren's balls smell nice. Yay. Jean Nate. What did you call it? What, what, what kind of stuff were you putting uh, on your balls? Joe. Oh, something different. I only remember Jean Nate. You could buy it at, like, remember? If you could buy it at, like, Mervyn's yeah. for your mom. <laughs> like, Jean Nate. It was the cheap thing you bought your mom for Mother's Day. All right, Jesse Warren, we've got comments right now from Allison Hooker, and it looks like Ethan Albers. Um, I like the premise about you graduated from the girlfriend. I think that instead of using real names, it'd be funnier as nicknames. So you graduated from whatever her nickname is, and you're, you wish you, and then you mentioned you wish you went to grad school, you should have been thinking about that. What yep. would grad school be in terms of like nicknames of girlfriends, you know what I mean? Like what would be the next level? What do you, what do you mean nicknames? So like, like 
pet I don't know. Names. What was something that's immature or annoying about her or oh, felt like you, a okay. first relationship? I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. About her, you know, that would make her just community college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then later when you're talking about, like, I should have been focused on grad school. I should have been focused on a, what's the nickname for somebody that's the next step? What are you looking for now? You know, like that. It's an idea. Cool. Thank you. Like, let's do slightly longer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Did did anybody, did, did Joey Avery say the thing yet? What? Oh, just that your joke is, uh, yeah. premise-wise, is very, very similar to something that Joey Avery's been doing for, oh, I don't know, like eight, eight months. Yeah, no, I mean, it's different, like, when it's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's totally different, and you, you went a different way. Like, your point is that, like, it's about that girl. I would just say... You know, I'll I'll tell you what mine is, just so you can keep that in mind, so yeah. that you steer clear sure. of that, because yeah. obviously we'll be doing similar shit. Yeah, sorry, man. I, 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 Dude, no, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard you. I'm a hundred percent sure of that, okay. and it was totally original. It's just a similar premise. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Th- that's happened to me before. There was a girl who came here from Australia, and she did a joke, and she did this thing about uh, the Little Mermaid having all these dildos. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Identical to one I have about, like, what's a mermaid vagina? Like, how many trove can treasures untold? All this thing about dildos in a mermaid vagina. And hers was almost identical to mine, but it's impossible that's because she crazy. lives in Australia. So sometimes people come up with very similar premises, and they play out because we all are sort of human. I don't know how that works, but... It's happened to me too. We probably have similar problems. <laughs> Jesse, on that topic, remember that day it was you, me, and Alex having a conversation. Alex said, hey, isn't it kind of douchey to have a conversation with somebody with headphones in your ears? This was two Mondays ago. Okay, no, I re- Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Like, there's something so very bro stereotypically bro and douche sounding about talking about coloning your balls that I don't know. I felt, it made me laugh, but I was like, you should address it. Like, yeah. my balls, like, uh, that's why I spray cologne on them. Yeah. Instead of saying because I'm trying to better myself, be like, because I'm a douche. Okay. Bag, or something like that. Because, yeah. and, you know, I no disrespect to anybody else in here that does that but, <laughs> but I was I like okay that's how like play with them man because yeah, I thought yeah. it was funny cool thanks man uh yeah I near them oh is it so I I actually was steer- <laughs> thanks man uh I was, I was thinking about taking that part out because I think it makes some people uncomfortable it, like I can feel it okay <laughs> all right all right whatever I'll do it yeah yeah, I know. You've been pitching this idea for a while, Jenny. I'll, I'll okay, yeah, I know. You, to, you told me about it. I'll, I'll look it up. Cool. Cool. Everybody clap wildly. Jesse Warren, yay! Bye, Stephanie. Yay. She brought uh, lemon drinks. If there's one left, you guys are welcome to drink a sober drink that Stephanie was so generous to bring. Pellegrinos for the group. Uh, eat chicken. Eat that carcass. All right, moving along on the joke workshop. Uh, your next comedian is another lovely human being. I'm glad that he's here gracing us with his presence at Mutiny Radio. Listen to his jokes, write some notes, and clap wildly right now for Jonathan Ortiz. What's up, fellas? How's it going? What's up, Mutiny? I'm an anchor baby. 
I'm an anchor baby, first generation. That means Trump hates me. <laughs> Sorry, President Trump hates me. Oh. He wants to kick me out, wants me to build a wall. It's like, I don't know how to build. My ancestors built walls. My, my ancestors built pyramids, okay? I can't build a relationship with the redhead at work. It's like, thanks to dad, I could build emotional walls. That might come in handy. You guys are awesome. Feel good about yourselves. Mexico, <clears throat> test, Mexico, Mexico. Uh, Mexico's got the best human rights and civil liberties, you guys, for the low, low price of 200 pesos. Just, yeah. Uh, there in Mexico, you could buy politicians at the flea market. You know, it's just like, I'll take an horchata, um, a college degree, and a mayor. You got all your shots? Get, get in the fucking cart. Yeah, God, I'm so funny. I love it. <laughs> I'm so awesome. I got pulled over by Federale. This is a true story. I got pulled over, and uh, the department's on a budget in Mexico. Like, the siren was just the, him hanging out the window like, woo, woo, woo. And when I first got there, I wasn't a real Mexican. Like, I was as Mexican as Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Like, and they, this is a PSA for, I guess, white people. Let's be honest. If you ever find yourself getting pulled over, they always say the same thing. They say, we got to tow your car, right? You got to spend the night in jail because the judge doesn't get back till Monday. <laughs> and I was like, but it is Monday. Uh, he's like, don't argue. Look, I'll do you a favor. Pay me the fine. This is code. This is bribery code. Pay me the fine, and I'll take care of it for you. you know, just dame la multa. That's, that's, that's the code in Spanish. Dame la multa. I'm so bailing on this. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> Come back next week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, folks, uh, I don't know. You fuck that door. Why? Um, I, all the corruption in the world, how the state of things really bums me out. Because, like, I want to believe humanity can evolve into, like, just spiritual evolve to, like, a single loving organism, you know? I mean, I also want to believe my girlfriend's not sucking a dick right now. But she, uh, she, <laughs> she, I think she is. She told me she, told me she could taste uh, uh, pineapple in, in jizz. Like, that's a thing, right? I, I guess it's a thing. I said, I don't think so, babe. She's like, no, no, no. I could also taste when you eat kale. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. Wow. To get a palate that sharp, like, you have to taste many varieties to get a palate that sharp. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an okay premise. It'll work on it. Yeah! Um... I don't know. I know I look. I know my face looks like Jim Carrey banked Mark Anthony. I'm aware of that. You guys, I know this. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I uh, uh, I don't know what joke. I don't know what joke to do. I just want to like end on one. I, this is just a fuck you joke, you guys, because we're all perverts. Uh, uh, I'm becoming just like my dad. You know, I started smoking. I drink too much. I'm banging my mom, and it's like, when's it gonna end? Thanks. <laughs> He's begging his mom. Jonathan Ortiz, stay up there. We have people on the panel, starting with Joey Avery, it looks like. 
Yeah, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in there. I think Thanks. some of it, like the first joke about he wants you to build a wall, I can't even build a relationship. That's funny. I wouldn't even say with the redhead at work. I would just keep it like kind of symmetrical and quick like that. Um, and I think that that all you take a few words out of that whole kind of thing and, mm. and maybe don't have to look at your notes. I think that one's pretty good to go. Um, with the pineapple one, you could. <coughs> I mean, I don't know if this is kind of cheap or hacky, but you could basically just say like, you know, she's talking about, oh yeah, I can taste pineapple, and then you basically say that you've never had it, you know, or you don't, you don't eat pineapple, whatever it is, you're allergic to it. Would prove that she's sucking someone else's piece. There you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, bit about the uh, guy hanging out the window going woo 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 with uh, Eddie Murphy from Delirious. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but he's talking about gay gay cops going. Ew! He's making like a gay or oh, weo okay. noise. Cool, but cool. It's, uh, I don't know. It just made me think of that. No, it's good to know. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. <clears throat> yeah, your choice. Also, I don't think the Mexicans are going to get the contract on building the wall that's obviously going to go to the Chinese. Right? <laughs> they've got wall building experience. No, he wants first generation. Well, to, no, to he wants Mexicans people to die to in the wall. Only Chinese will do that. Mexicans <laughs> won't die in the wall. That's true. And like uh, that. Chinese, they die. The whole railroad thing, man, they just they blast like through. They'd blast through mountains. They'd be like, oh, we just lost a bunch of... In fact, this is a crazy thing that happens. This has nothing to do with your set, but they did this to Chinese people when they were making the trains, is when they were going through like big tunnels and stuff, and they didn't have enough money to pay them. They'd just blow it up so they'd all die inside of it so they wouldn't have to pay them. So they'd do all the work. Classic comedy. Classic Americans, you know, white guys yeah. being dicks. And so that's, uh, they would, instead of paying them, they just blow them up in the mind and go, oops, what an accident. How terrible. Yay, 1850s. Sorry, back to Jonathan Ortiz's joke. <laughs> uh, with the thing about um, the, uh, the, the the cops taking bribes, yeah. uh, I don't like have like a specific setup for this, but like there, you know, have you heard about the um, the civil forfeiture thing that we have here? It's like cops, if you're if they pull you over and they they can ask you, you know, are you carrying any cash on you, and you and you say yes, they're legally allowed to take it. What? Yeah, yeah no, it's true. I, I don't know what the limit is, but it's still ridiculous that they can even do that. But I just think that there's like a, some kind of parallel yeah. l- uh, line it's to be drawn. It, it, like, like right, like so maybe just you know the Mexican cops they're just totally upfront about how they're bilking you. They didn't make a law to try and um, uh, legitimize it. Right, right. Yeah. Did they give it back to you? Uh, no, they don't have to. Because the same thing is, can't they take your car? Like, if you're at a stoplight and a policeman runs up and he's like, I need your car! They're, they're allowed to, like, take a lot, like, not just money. They can they can just, like, take uh, property, too. Yeah, it's, what's, it's ridiculous. What's the terminology? What's uh, the civil forfeiture. Yeah, there's, there's a John Oliver bit about it, or episode from his HBO show. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, that's a really good. That's the best resource, probably. Cool, thanks, you guys. One second, Johnny. One more thing. I think you gotta you gotta find which joke you expect the laugh to come on, which word you expect the laugh to come on, and move it closer to the end. Okay. So that's like you you'll say something and we'll all get it, but then you'll kind of keep on talking and <laughs> oh. take the thunder out of your joke. Okay. Choose so yeah, choose your word to punctuate. Yeah. I'll listen S- to says it. Says the FBI agent oh. Yuri Mikhailovsky as he comes <laughs> up to the mic. <laughs> He's a fucking narc today. He's a chicken narc. Thanks, Yay, Jonathan Ortiz!
Jonathan Ortiz, yeah. All right, your next comedian. Uh, very funny lady. She's been having amazing sets here at uh, all of our shows, Clubhouse, Happy Hour, the whole deal. Put your hands together right now. It's Mary Goss. I'm so nice. You bled for us. We're doing great things here at Muni Radio. Um, what did I want to work on today? Oh, um, have you ever been negged and catcalled at the same time? Because <laughs> I just did. It was very exciting. I was walking between OMG and Brainwash, like, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, this guy just, like, walks, walks by me and doesn't really pause or anything. He just, like, looks at me and is just like, you don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> and I was just like, that is wrong. <laughs> And very rude, honestly. I don't know what it is about me that people just like see that I'm carrying myself, like I'm w just looking to be struck down by lightning at any moment. Um, and I sound like I'm on the verge of tears all the time. <laughs> but I actually have very, very high self-esteem. And the reason I have very high self-esteem is because, and this is part of a longer joke that everyone's heard, so I'm not gonna go through it, but I got hot very suddenly. So that's when you know that you get hot. Like, if it happens gradually, it's just like the frog in the water and the boiling and shit. You don't know. You don't know. But when it happens all at once, there are a lot of things that happen, like, very differently in your life that were not before. <laughs> and it's super exciting. Like, I don't pay for coffee most of the time. I just don't pay. Yeah, if, you, if I go into a place long enough and pay for coffee, uh, then I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> Like, it, it becomes a pay-as-you-go thing. Um, and then, what was the other thing I forgot? Because I just wrote it. Um, oh, a lot of people just try to talk to you about, like, really mundane bullshit that they weren't trying to talk to you before. Like, strangers will just be like, so, like, this weather exists. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, these are a lot of conversations I was not having while I was an ugly person. Like, this is a big-time bummer. I don't have time for this shit in my life. Um, the other thing is that people started uh, acting like I was stupid, just off the bat. <laughs> and uh, that, that was the one where I was just like, nice. <laughs> like, I am definitely a hot girl now. Like, people just automatically assume that I'm stupid. It's so good. It's so good. What else did I want to work on? To oh, I've been uh, making some new friends lately. Are we happy for me? Yeah. Thank you. I have made some new friends. And friendship or any sort of relationship is really just a way for me to, like, the beginning part is just me waiting it out to see when I can start being as obnoxious as I possibly can. <laughs> um, so I got to that point recently. Like, uh, my house has a no-shoe um, policy because we're not fucking animals. Um, people don't wear their shoes in the house. So then when people are, like, if I'm, like, hanging out with a new friend, like, if we get to the point where we're hanging out on purpose and then they're leaving, um, I like to do this thing where I will just, they're trying to put on their shoes, and I will take them and I will throw them as far as I possibly can multiple times. And that is how I make new friends. That one's not working yet. I'm going to figure that one out. But thank you for going on this journey with me. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um... Yeah, no, I think that was, yeah, that was pretty much all I wanted to work on today, so I'm doing good. Thanks. Mary Goss! Super hot! Yay! <laughs> I know it's hard to be smart and hot at the same time. It's confusing for a lot of people, it's I so think. It's so exhausting. They don't, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
comments? Jenny, find a, find a microphone. There we go. Back plugged in. Uh, I think you should you should explain more why like someone saying you don't know you're beautiful is nagging and a uh, compliment because uh, I think there's like something really funny you can say about that how like people think that that's a compliment and it's not uh, although actually I think I might have seen a bit about that but like the bit was very accurate and I feel like there's a lot more you can say about that um, yeah anyone else want it you don't know you're beautiful I think that's a One Direction lyric I don't know how I know that you could you could maybe probably that's a good point. They didn't coin it, I'm sure. Okay. All right. That's that's valid. That could be in there though. That that was your favorite part of his compliment yeah. slash nig. Or like he could be saying like yeah, it's like but like it's like a homeless guy yelling at That, that microphone over there by the boys is mighty empty. There's the, the girl side that's going off, but the guys, you're just all looking at each other. No one has problems with being too hot. You guys don't relate to that at all? It's not happening with you? So, I, I, I don't know. With my experience, <laughs> which is not much, uh, like, I guess it, it's going to depend where you start this, this bit about you being hot. I think you're going to lose... I think you're gonna lose about 50% of the men, 50% of the women, because they're just gonna hate on you. Like, you're on stage talking about how hot you are. You have a whole bit about how hot you are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, just keep that in mind. That's all. Yeah, no, that I was waiting. I was waiting for the critique that I'm not hot enough to be making that joke, um, <laughs> which is personal taste. It's fine, but I do. It's part of a longer bit I have about like old money versus new money hotness. So I go into it a little bit easier usually than just being like, "So I'm hot, friends." Um, I would. Uh, uh, I agree with him in the way, like, even if I see a guy go up there and start talking about, you know, how much pussy he gets or how much doing whatever, it's just a mock. I'm shutting the fuck out and watching my phone. Uh, I think you should turn the hotness into a question, like, am I hot? These things are happening. Is this why? Is this what happens to a hot girl? Um, like, kind of play up the insecurity a little bit? I could, but that drives me bonkers, though, because uh, everyone, uh, like... I don't know. I mean, there's that's girl part power. Of that's what I means, right? You're going to lose some people on that, maybe. Yeah. Well, but maybe if you go to the whole thing about if you start with your hot and then talk about how you're a hot 12-year-old and you, like, throw in a pedophile joke... I love my pedophile jokes. be like, jokes. it takes, you know, it's a certain... It's a, it's a taste thing. It's a, what's it called? You're an acquired taste. It's the... Tw you're a 12-year-old hot. Um, I think that you did a really good job leading in by saying how you carry yourself and your voice. So I think you did a good job leading in, and the fact that there's something missing, I think that we're just missing that link, but I think it's great. I don't think you should yeah. worry about losing people on that, personally. Um, and if you, uh, even if you bail on it or whatever, keep the part somewhere about the always sounding like you're on the verge of tears. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. I think you're plenty hot to do that without losing anybody. I just want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but FBI you, don't, you don't you don't only get the the sugar, you also get the salt, but you don't dress like a hot girl. So that I feel like has to come into it. I usually only do that joke when I'm dressed like a hot girl, but I'm trying to work on it now. Yeah. Some people think that the Martha Stewart ponytail, dirty girl, like making hanging out in the backyard barn with the goats is a cute look. I'm down. She put, on, she put on mascara. What the fuck do you guys want? What's wrong? Mary, if you just own it, like, I don't think you should worry at all about it. With, like, I'm hot. If you're, like, up there, like, yeah, I'm hot. Fuck you. And you just own it. 
I don't think you're going to alienate anybody. Just like commit to it 100% you got it. It's true. She's so cute. How could you not like Mary Goss? <laughs> exactly. Everybody clap. How can you not love Mary Goss? Yay! 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 Let's keep this vagina train rolling with another female comedian. Excited stuff. Uh, I actually, she's, she's, not, hasn't been in comedy long, but is wowing audiences all over the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco. Put your hands together. It's Jenny Hogan. Yay! Uh, so I saw that you can get these, like, smart vibrators, which are vibrators that will connect to the Wi-Fi and then take your data and figure out, like, kind of what works for you and then feed it back to you. So I was like, okay, I definitely want to get one. <laughs> But then I was like, actually, I don't want to have all of my entertainment depend on Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> like, that's the issue with it. <laughs> um, because what do I do if there's an earthquake, you know? Like, as it is right now, in the event of an earthquake, like, if all the power goes down, I still have my battery-powered vibrator. Uh, so I can do that for, like, a couple hours. But um, I don't know about this Wi-Fi vibrator. So... Uh, I tried to delete my Facebook recently. When you try to delete your Facebook, they make you wait 30 days, uh, which means that like deleting your Facebook is as hard as buying a gun. <laughs> and uh, I think it's like pretty appropriate, to be honest. I think the reasons are good. So I'll start by saying that I don't think people should be able to buy guns under any circumstances. I'm very liberal. I would only support gun use in the event that the gun were being used to abort a baby. Um, but uh, other than that, they make you wait 30 days because you might be like in a fit of like suicidal rage or like homicidal rage or something and they want you to cool down. And so I think it's appropriate because I think people delete their Facebooks for the same reasons, you know? Like anytime I've tried to delete my Facebook, it's because I post a status that I think is like extremely witty and it does not get the like count it deserves. <laughs> and then I'm like, you bitches are gonna fucking miss me when I'm gone. Um, so I actually, do you guys ever like go through your own Facebook pictures and then like imagine that it's like a person you like going through all your Facebook pictures and then get like really turned on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am not, I wouldn't describe myself as like an extremely sexual person, like I, other than the Wi-Fi vibrator thing, but I, I'm more into like the Wi-Fi part of it, to be honest, the data collection. Um, I, I like sex, I don't love sex, like I don't have sex for like the sake of sex really, like I usually have like a good reason for it, like if I really like someone, um, or if I want to test out whether or not my IUD is working, <laughs> uh, you know. But I, uh, I, the last person, I, I haven't had sex in a while, the last person I had sex with was my ex-boyfriend like eight months after we broke up, and the thing is that like, I have been single for a while and I'm pretty concerned that like at kind of the rate I was going, if I stayed single for too long, I would have just had sex with like way too many people. So I decided I should only have sex with people I've already had sex with basically. Like they all got <laughs> grandfathered in. Um, <laughs> but like everyone else, like no one knew. So uh, I don't mind that I like haven't had sex. As I said, not super sexual. But I will say my only concern is that it's going to be like a gap in my resume and that like the next time I want to have sex with someone, they're going to be like, do you even still have these skills? <laughs> Like, do you even still, like, I don't know, like, things have changed. Like, the girls coming out of college today um, are giving much more efficient blowjobs, uh, <laughs> aided by technology. They're just getting through it much faster. Um, what else was I was going to talk about? Okay, so I, uh, I play with my hair a lot, and uh, maybe you've noticed this if you've ever looked at me, which I would recommend doing. Uh, <laughs> and people, like, kind of get nervous by this. They think that I have, like, some kind of anxiety disorder, and people wonder, like, you know, if I'm uh, 
on the edge of a nervous breakdown or if I'm fine. And like the truth is I'm both. Like there's no reason why you can't exist on the edge of a nervous breakdown. Like I've been doing it for years and it's going great. Uh, I will say I think I'm getting carpal tunnel from playing with my hair too much. Uh, and I went to like the doctor about this because I'm a hypochondriac and she was like, are you sure? Like do you type all day? And I was like, yeah, I type all day, but it like mostly works, hurts when I'm like playing with my hair. Um, and then she was like, you should probably see a psychiatrist about this. There's nothing I can do to help you. All right, I'm gonna work on that one. <laughs> I've seen it. You're trying to develop a small dreadlock in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, cute. It's like it's like you're one. It's like you're it's like you're the a white non-appropriation. You're not appropriating the dreadlocks. I like it. Uh, I really like the thing about the smart vibrator. I thought that was a funny concept. I thought maybe uh, you could have more fun with it by saying that you actually did try it and. Uh, it was great at first, but then like you got distracted because you started browsing the internet on it and just kind of like, you lost it. Or maybe there'd be something about, but I already spent all this money on that on an emergency hand crank vibrator that's in my earthquake kit. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> along those lines. Wow, yeah, the hand crank vibrator is awesome. <laughs> um, this, I mean, and you don't have to like talk about everything if you don't have particular material on it, but I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if there's a space to explain that you start off your set talking about how important it would be to have a yeah. vibrator on you at all times and then segue into, but I'm not a very sexual person. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, there's obviously a difference between, you know, wanking it and, and having sex with someone, but, um, but I think that's... Interesting. Another thing, I think that the uh, the gun joke is is really funny, and obviously in this room, it doesn't matter. But do you think you will always want to set it up with your particular political statement? Because oh, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, if if it's important to you, I would never say don't do it. But you're just gonna that ship's gonna sail for <laughs> half the people in in most yeah. other. Are, are you saying the abortion joke? Yeah, I think it's the thing about no guns, like that. I don't I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't believe in guns and then into the abortion thing, which is on a T-shirt. You know, I mean, it is it is a joke. Kelsey Grammer got in trouble for wearing that T-shirt. Huh. People, Yeah, the Frasier, believe it or not. He said it said, like, guns, would it bother them more if we used them for abortions? Um, I didn't so. know that, man. Yeah, I just – Joey you know, Avery with his pulse on America. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, if you guys want to know what's going on, you come talk to me, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, even funnier that you've got. It takes it only takes five days to get a gun, but it takes thirty days to get rid of your Facebook. Yeah, uh, actually, I, knew that I thought the time I was wrong. I think maybe two weeks for Facebook. If you want to know how to get rid of a Facebook page, immediately see me after. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. Um, and then uh, there's with the hair tick thing with the pulling your hair. There's room for a callback in there about the vibrator. I don't know what. But uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, it's the same thing. It's uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, cool, well, perfect. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And it makes sense because you're pulling your own hair and you like to use a vibrator, but you don't consider yourself a sexual person, yeah, yeah. and yet you're pulling your own hair okay. and using a vibrator. Yeah, there we go. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it come together, <laughs> but I'm shh. <laughs> Except you're coming alone. <laughs> All right, Madison looks like she has some com comments here. Oh, I was just thinking that for the vibrator joke, you could talk about um, using it while you wait for the rescuers to get to you after an earthquake. So you have a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I was going to say just uh, instead of saying a couple of hours, you could just make it like a couple of weeks. 
yeah. just to know, because, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> the solar flare is coming. Clap wildly for Ginny Hogan. Yay! All right. He's the one with the pulse on America. Your next comedian, a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. You know what I mean? Yeah, stay in touch. Because I'm on Facebook, Tim, you non-believer. Um, man, this is exciting. I haven't done comedy in like over a week, which is weird. It sucks. It's way better doing comedy. But I went to Coachella, and then I got super sick, and I didn't want to give you guys illness through microphones. So I'm fucking back. Um, I had a cool experience this weekend, though. I went to Dolores Park for the first time. I'd never been there. I'd never been. I know. I'm a fucking asshole. But I finally went, and it was amazing. I didn't know there was a whole ecosystem of, like, characters that lived there. There's, like, coconut rum guy, and there's the guys that sell the edibles. And then you guys know Sunblock guy? Have you fuck sunblock guy? All right, I have a problem with sunblock guy. Like, I, if you don't know, basically he has like a tool belt full of sunblock, and he wears like this little kind of like banana hammock thing, these kind of hot pants, which I totally get is fine, but the problem is he's not selling sunblock, he's selling dick, all right? Which is fine, I get it, I've been selling dick for 25 years, it's a hard thing to sell, all right? The market is not always ripe for dick, you have to get creative. I get that, but don't go around masquerading as some sort of fucking melanoma-curing superhero, all right, when really you're just trying to get your bone wet. All right, I understand that, but I just find it disgusting. Like, I was watching him, he wasn't even selling it. Like, he'd go up to a group of girls and just basically start spraying them and talking to them and kind of seeing, like, am I going to get sprayed? Do I get to move in with lotion? Do I get to go hands-on? I just found it very creepy. I don't know what his final move is. Does he, like, as he's, like, massaging someone, go up behind him and just be like, you want to get some shade? (laughs) You want to get out of here? And then he goes and they make love and he just jizzes all over their back and slowly rubs it in. (laughs) Says something clever like, not so cold now, is it? Um, Yeah, I think he's coming on backs. I think that's his whole thing. It's the whole Freudian thing. He used to go on beach trips with his parents. Um, I don't know. Isn't that why this total side project... But isn't that why people say that people get foot fetishes? Is because, like, the first thing you see is your mother's feet, and then... That's what I heard uh, from an unreliable source. Ooh, I have a foot fet... Well, I'm actually, I'll tell that. This I wasn't planning to tell this story, but my, uh, my girlfriend's past roommate was dating this guy. Seemed like a totally normal guy. Not that there's anything wrong with having a foot fetish, but... He would always ask her to see her feet when she would come home from work, and he would get very angry if she would wear any nail polish other than pink or red. He was a very specific foot fetish guy, and if they were having sex and he couldn't get off, he'd literally just go, stop, and he would crawl down and just shove her feet in his mouth and just blow immediately. (laughs) Isn't that so (laughs) strange? I always thought having a foot fetish would be such an easy thing because, like, oh, yeah, you're on the bus. Like, sick, I have a boner, you know? Like, it seemed like it would be so easy. You don't have to work that hard. But I didn't realize that you had to care about toenail polish and a whole litany of things. Um, 
Oh, fuck that story. But uh, <laughs> the other place that I, I went this weekend, I've been here many times, but I was at the Palace of Fine Arts. And every time I go, I'm always blown away because it's such a beautiful place, you know, and the architecture is so interesting and it's ornate. But it bums me out because I'm like, they used to spend so much time. Like on the architecture, they, they put buckles on the sandal straps of every angel in the whole thing, you know? Like we don't build things like that anymore. And that always bums me out. I'm like, man, have we sacrificed art for efficiency totally? And then I realized, I think mostly our taste probably just changed. Because if I hired someone to, like, build me a house and I got back and he was like, yeah, man, I got really artistic with it. I've been really into fat babies draped in linen playing piccolos recently. (laughs) So I made you a few of those and I really fuck with gargoyles. All right. I would be horrified and I would send him to the police. Uh, Okay. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Aficionado of architecture. All right, comments. Get to some microphones. Tim Pizza has something to say. I think it'd be funny if some block guy was at the Palace of Fine Arts too. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there you go. Yeah, Mike might come back through. Yeah, yeah, just spraying gargoyles. Cool. Anything else? Joey Avery's no. jokes are perfect, but we have things else. I'm not sure else. if you know that the Palace of Fine Arts is a replica. That's from right. From yeah, the they, from the initial Fair. World's Fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's still the same. Could, could be. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing because whenever you see a church or whenever you see an old building, you're like, man, this is really cool, but we're – yeah. I was totally having the same thought about Sunblock Guy last time I was there. Um, it'd be it'd be funny to describe him a bit more because he is like in a speedo and he's yeah. strapped with sunscreen like it's a holster. Yeah. Um, give us the visual a little more, but maybe also you're like so annoyed with him, you like get Sunblock from him, so you see like his style. Move. And you're just like, yeah, see what yeah. he actually does, and you know details <laughs> about what he does. Right. That would be funny. Oh, that means that maybe he's going coming into on like, my back. And then he, and then he comes on. Pe- yeah. Plot well, you twist. said you said the babies with the piccolos. He might play his dick like a little piccolo, like if, as, as if a baby, as if a baby swathed in cloth was playing a piccolo, which was his dick. You know, I had never planned right for these two to go together so well, but maybe they do. Um. I was at Dolores Park this weekend, too, and I learned that the guy with the truffles, he has, like, 300 Yelp reviews. Damn. And I don't know if the Sunblock guy's got a Yelp, but... Oh, he's got... He's, like, hashtag Sunblock guy. Oh, uh, okay. It could be interesting to, like, yeah. delve into the reviews on that guy. Yeah, I should tell people to tweet, hashtag Sunblock guy came on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movement. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. All right. Joey Avery, yay! <laughs> He can afford Coachella. He has a real job. That's really exciting. All right. <laughs> he, he does have a real job. I think he sells things or something. Your next comedian is exclamation point awesome. And uh, he runs a show called Hired Killers that he does all over, uh, you know, the city, but sometimes here at Mutiny Radio. Very funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Ben Lupinetti. <laughs> Having a foot fetish sounds super fun. I'm gonna check that out. I, uh, Ginny, I think you're talking about you're not like super stoked on sex in general. I'm not anymore, really. I think I'm done. I'm 27, I'm done with all that. But I feel like working feet in there in a really weird way could kinda, I don't know, that's the complexity I'm looking for right now. 
I'm also conflicted about how hot I am, you guys. <laughs> Good timing. I, uh, all right, here's what I want to talk about. I was, uh, about two years ago, I was coming out of a taco shop, and there's a guy panhandling outside the place. And I had an extra dollar left over for my taco, so I gave it to him, and I walked on. Then as I was walking away, my buddy was with me, says to me, hey, why'd you give that guy your money? You know he's just going to spend that on drugs. And I said, well, in all fairness, I was just going to spend that money on drugs, too. <laughs> Wasn't going to get a lot of drugs for them, but... Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. I did that bit at Brainwash like two years ago, year and a half ago, and after I got off stage, Eric Krasner pulled me aside and he's like, hey, you know, that's a Greg Giraldo bit. Greg Giraldo does that joke. Greg Giraldo, he was a comic, he was really well liked, he died a little while back. So that unnerved me, that made me feel bad. It's like, did I steal a joke from Greg Giraldo? And I thought about it, and no, I've actually never seen Greg Giraldo stand up. I'm, I know what the guy looks like, I'm pretty sure I remember if I saw one of his sets, I'm pretty sure I did not steal that joke from Greg Giraldo. So after a time, I started doing it again. I'm doing the, the, I'd spend that money on drugs too joke. And I'm loving it. And the audiences are loving it, as you did. That was the correct response. <laughs> but then, a couple months after that, I was watching a YouTube video of a comedian named Steve Austin. Not wrestler, bald guy Steve Austin, long hair, scrawny, Scottish guy Steve Austin. And he's doing this bit, and in the middle of it, he has this kind of, basically a throwaway line about uh, this guy who asked why I gave money to a panhandler, he's just going to spend that money on drugs. And he's like, well, so was I. And then he moves on. So there's that joke again. And here's the thing. I couldn't be sure, but I think maybe I saw that video of Steve Austin like years and years back before I even started doing stand-up for the first time. So the question is, did that little throwaway line in the middle of his thing go into my brain and just like get there and then it laid eggs and then they stayed dormant for a while until they hatched and I was like, I've got an idea. Great joke I came up with, maybe? And I was curious, other comics, if you've ever had experiences like that, if you've ever wondered if a joke of yours was really yours, if you'd ever been led to doubt the originality of something you came up with, because this is how the human mind works. We're very good at remembering stories, but where we lack is remembering where we heard stories for the first time. So there is this possibility that you're going to pick something up and it's going to stay with you and then it's going to come out and you're not going to remember that you got it from somewhere else. You're going to think it's yours. Dane Cook got in trouble for ripping off Louis C.K. for also talking about having a really itchy asshole. Carlos Mencia got in trouble for lifting jokes. Robin Williams was accused of stealing material from other comics. So what's up with that? <laughs> Discuss. Open open town hall. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's so obvious. Oh well thanks, that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
think it's theft or or stealing, but there's I mean you, there's a lot of paths to get to the same things when you're trying to be funny and you're thinking about the same things and hundreds of thousands of people are sa- seeing the same thing happen. So yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. But usually when you find out it's already been done, you're like, oh shit, I gotta do something more intricate that has not. Well, yeah, because that's one thing that occurs to me is even if I can feel confident that I didn't steal this joke from this guy, it's like the, the fact that somebody else did come up with it, that probably means it's it's not that precious to me in particular as a joke. That means it, it's a joke that other people could have and did come up with. So I thought that chastity pelt was the smartest thing I'd ever come up with till I've heard now. I mean, I've been doing comedy for, for almost the five years. The chastity belt? You chastity thought that was pelt. your idea? No, chastity pelt. pelt. In that you grow your pubic hair out enough and it's a chastity pelt because no one wants to fuck you. Oh, that's very common. I thought I was, oh, I'm like, I'm a genius. I'm the smartest person alive. And I've heard like six other people do the same joke. That joke was on the soup. Oh no! Joke was on the soup, y'all. Oh shit! See, and I don't ever—I don't even have a TV, so I didn't get it from there. But it's in the cultural gestalt, and when it's in there, it comes to you, and you think you're a genius. But it—it it could just be that everybody's come up with it. I don't yeah. know. It's too yeah. easy. Cultural zeitgeist, fam. Cultural. When you make another person cry because you cried. Glad we got that cleared up. Thank God. Um. Yeah. Food for thought. So I don't know. I I think I'm 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 just gonna stay like done with that bit. But I just I think it's I think it's a fascinating thing to think about because obviously we I think we all want to be as original as we possibly can be. But but that there there's the deeper question in any art: is there anything really new that you can do, or has it all? Is there some? Are we all just like doing variations on the past? This is like, I, I ben, feel like I'm right in the end of The Great Gatsby or something. Ben, it is, it is really deep, but here's the thing it all comes down to. We're all, we're all speaking English right now, so we're using the same 26 letters to shove them together to form words to make pictures in people's heads, and it's all derivative. It's exactly. All I thought I came up with the letter D. <laughs> I thought that was mine. <laughs> Turns out Bill Hicks had a whole oh. set where he uses the letter D like 50 times. <laughs> See, there's your joke. You have a minute and 15 left, but also for comments, that's it, and then we got to move on. But you still have a minute and 15. <coughs> um, I'm not going to subject you guys to what's on my hand. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to spend the next minute thanking you. You guys, you're great. Uh, I love your jacket, so blue. Okay. I'm not really doing this. Wait, Thanks, okay. guys. So, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 no, do it. No, 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 Trina has something to say. No. Trina, Trina wanted to say something, and then she slunk down underneath like a Muppet. Like, what happened? Are you a puppet? or? Dude, say the thing. No, no, no. She doesn't want to say. She doesn't want to say. It's okay. It's okay, it's okay. Clap again for Ben. Yay! All right. You don't have to work anymore. The comments are done because we only have 25 minutes left, which means we're going to do lightning three-minute sets for the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight comics so we can get everybody in. When you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Allison Hooker. Hey, guys. On my way here, I uh, gave a homeless man a dollar, and uh, someone was with me, and they were like, don't you know he's going to spend it on drugs? And I was like, whatever, I did drugs through that dollar. <laughs> I was going to give it to him, but he left. Uh, so like Pam said, my name's Allison Hooker. And that's spelled just like the profession, something she loves. She loves to point that out. <laughs> and it's always been a fun conversation starter. 
you know? Like when I was awkwardly in junior high, I had like frizzy bangs and crooked teeth. I stopped playing Foursquare and started plucking my eyebrows. I thought boys were cute that had all their grown-up teeth in. I wore a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. I was jealous of people with boobs. I just had swollen nipples. I'm still kind of jealous. I was trying to like smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. He fucking broke his nose on my chest bone. <laughs> but in junior high, I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. So it just said, a hooker, down the leg of my pants and across my nipply chest. <laughs> they teased me. They teased me so much, my gym teacher gave me new clothes and told me to write something else. So I wrote the hooker. <laughs> Because I loved the sexual attention. Like, I've always been horny. Jenny, you mentioned that a friend of yours, or that uh, you like the vibrator that keeps track, you know? But you're worried about if there's ever an earthquake and you don't have the internet. Uh, a friend of mine the other day told me that she can no longer give herself an orgasm without the help of a vibrator. Oh, I can't. Yeah. And I, really? Yeah. Oh. Because my hand and I have a great relationship. <laughs> like, I sometimes will, like, <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> like whisper to it. It's like we're one in the same. So I was thinking of inventing something that's like an e-vibrator, kind of like the e-cigarette, you know, that just like starts like super crazy and rough, like women have gotten too used to, and then over time, it's just like the soft, ten like s gentle touch of a finger, because yeah, it's a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>